0: Welcome back to the Hope Journey. This is our last week together, week eight. It has been quite the ride. I certainly hope that you have enjoyed this journey of hope. I hope that you have learned many things within this passage, little nuggets that the Lord has downloaded to you or revealed or uncovered to you. Cause I certainly have. So this is our last week and I'm definitely, um, let's say I'm stumped, <laughs> we'll say that, but um, we're not going to delay, we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. We are in day one of the eighth week and we're going to finish out the story of Gideon with reading Judges chapter 8, 22 through 35 and we're going to read it in the NIV version That is Judges chapter 8, verse 22 to verse 35, and it says, The Israelites said to Gideon, Rule over us, you, your son, and your grandson, because you have saved us from the hand of Midian. But Gideon told them, I will not rule over you, nor will my son rule over you. The Lord will rule over you. And he said, I do have one request that each of you give me an earring from your share of the plunder. It was the custom of the Ishmaelites to wear gold earrings. They answered, We'll be glad to give them. So they spread out a garment, and each of them threw a ring from its plunder onto it. The weight of the gold rings he asked for came to 1,700 shekels, not counting the ornaments, the pendants, and the purple garments worn by the kings of Midian or the chains that were on their camel's necks. Gideon made the gold into an ephod, which he placed in Opera, his town. All Israelites prostituted themselves by worshipping it there, and it became a snare to Gideon and his family. Thus, Midian was subdued before the Israelites and did not raise its head again. During Gideon's lifetime, the land had peace for forty years. Jerubbaal, son of Joash, went back home to live. He had seventy sons of his own, for he had many wives. His concubine, who lived in Shechem, also bore him a son, whom he named Abimelech. Gideon, son of Joash, died at a good old age and was buried in the tomb of his father Joash in Oprah of the Abazarites. No sooner had Gideon died than the Israelites again prostituted themselves to the Baals. They set up Baal Barath as their god and did not remember the Lord their god who had rescued them from the hands of all their enemies on every side. They also failed to show any loyalty to the family of Jerubal, that is Gideon, in spite of all the good things he had done for them. Hmm. Let's just take a moment and listen to the verse or verses that the holy spirit is highlighting to us the verse that stands out to me is verse 23 where gideon tells them i will not rule over you nor will my son rule over you the lord will rule over you so let's just take this day to reflect on the verse or verses that the Holy Spirit has highlighted to us. Welcome back to day two of the eighth week, our last week together. We are reading Judges 8, verse twenty. Two through 35 the end of the chapter however we are going to be reading it in the voice edition and it says then the people of israel spoke to gideon rule over us you your son and then your grandson for you have rescued us from the oppression of Midian.' gideon refusing said i will not rule over you and neither will my son The Eternal reign over you. But I have a request to make. Each of you give me one of the earrings you have taken as plunder. The enemy they defeated had gold earrings. It was fashion of Ishmaelites. The people said, we will certainly do that. So they spread a cloak, and each of the men threw in an earring he had taken as spoils of battle. And the weight of the gold earrings was over 42 pounds of gold which does not include the crescents, the ornaments, and the purple garments they had taken from the kings of Median, and the collars they had taken from the necks of the camels. Gideon made it into a priestly vest, sometimes used in seeking oracles, and put it in his hometown of Oprah, but the people of Israel made an idol of it, and it became a snare to Gideon and his family as well. This is how Median was subdued by the people of Israel, and Midian never lifted up his head to trouble them again. During the time of Gideon, the land had 40 years of peace. Jerubbaal, Gideon, son of Joash, went to live in his own home. Gideon had 70 sons who were his own children, for he had many wives and concubines, and his concubine in Sheshem bore him a son who he named Abimelech. Gideon, son of Joash, died after many years of life and was buried with his father Joash at Ophrah, in the land of the Aborzerites. As soon as Gideon died, the Israelites turned away from the Lord and they began to prostitute themselves again to the Baals. They made Baal, Bereth their chief god. The people of Israel did not remember the Eternal One, their true God, who had rescued them from the oppression of enemies on every side. And they were not kind to the household of Jerubbabel, Gideon, despite all the good he had done for Israel. Let's take this time to listen to what the Holy Spirit is helping us to observe. Here's my observation. <laughs> I am shook. That's my observation. I am shook and shocked and a bit upset and just shaking my head. But first, let's let let's start with the positives. The positives was Gideon giving glory where glory was due and turning down the position to be a ruler, a king, but instead pointing the Israelites back to God. But then Gideon does something that he regrets, which I don't even understand why he did what he did or what he was thinking, but he makes them an ephod out of gold, which apparently an ephod is like a priest vest, and then these folks begin to worship it. My initial thought is, really? 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 What is wrong with these people? <laughs> but thankfully, Gideon lives a good life. I mean, 70 sons. My gosh. He was living living it up. But then all desires break loose as soon as Gideon dies. 40 years of peace shot back into the past. It's like... It's like they were waiting for Gideon to die so they could party. I'm stunned. (laughs) Honestly, I'm stunned. And I don't like the way the story ends at all. There is no happy ending here. These people are literally like God of the Israelites. Who's that? We have Balbareth. And I did look up the meaning of Balbareth. And it means Lord of Covenant. So they'd rather make covenants with other deities than the God who delivered them from Egypt. The God who parted the Red Sea. Can we just take a few seconds to process this? Hmm, That's heavy. So let's just go ahead and process what the Holy Spirit has brought into our view to observe. Welcome back to day three of the eighth week, our last week together. We ended with observation and observing what we read in the passage between Gideon and the people whom he rescued from the hands of the Midianites. If I can be blunt and say that I'm just disappointed, I'm disappointed how the story <laughs> ended with the life of Gideon I'm glad that he lived a great life but I'm sad that the people just like they went loose they got wild and I don't understand it I'm just like I don't get it I don't I don't a lot of things (laughs) so honestly I had a hard time with this portion with the application portion and maybe you did too and maybe you didn't but i think like the only thing that i could get from this was the fact that gideon giving glory to god always pointing people back to god and so i want that to be my life story of always pointing people back to god i have learned very quickly in my work of fields when i worked was that if I was not careful to give glory back to God, I ended up taking all the praise. And man, did that inflate my head and my heart and my ego. So I have learned to really bring it around and give the glory, give those praises back to God and never letting them to get to my head and reminding myself how I even got to work in the first place and how I even got to that career was because the Lord graciously anointed me in that field of work and that's why I am the way I am so I like that aspect and I think that's really all that I gleaned from here because I could not get past (laughs) the people I could not get past the people like how they just lost it in a sense They literally, oh my gosh, 40 years of peace. Like, did they get bored? Like, was life not good for them? I don't understand. There's so, so much that I don't understand. But you know what? I'm not perfect. I'm not going to act like I'm any better because perhaps if, I don't know, maybe my circumstances would have kind of been the same if I lived in that day and age. I don't know. I really don't know what they were thinking. So I'm going to leave it there. And hopefully you've gotten some, some great nugget that you can apply to your life. But right now we are going to just take this time and pray. Lord, our father who are in heaven, I first and foremost give you glory and honor and praise. And I thank you that you are the ruler, the king of my heart the king of my mind, the king of my world. And with you, I am at peace. I am content. Lord, I don't want to ever have idols or anything that would take your place that would have me longing to leave you. And I hope and pray the same for those who are listening, that if there is someone struggling with idolizing or there's someone struggling with drawing nearer to you or going deeper with you or trading you for something else that is not worth eternity I pray Lord that you would just help them to break off whatever it is to come to your throne of grace and mercy, and to humble themselves before you in their time of need. You tell us that we can come boldly to your throne. And so, Lord, I thank you that you are a gracious God. You have shown this over and over and over again in your word, especially with the Israelites, where I know for sure that I would have given up on these people but you lord love them too much to allow them to just be forgotten with altogether so i thank you for that lord that you do not leave us even when we leave you that you are faithful and that you are always waiting for us to return to be the prodigal sons and daughters Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for peace. And thank you that you are still within the chaos of our lives. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now, if you have gotten application portion of the passage, by all means, take two days to live it out my only one is to continue pointing people back to God and I know I will continue to live that out for the remainder of my life so let's go ahead and take those two days and we'll be back with a story if we have one and if not that's fine too Day five of the eighth week, the last week that we will be together. I did not have a story or anything recent that happened, but I can definitely share tons of experiences that I have had where I have pointed people back to God. And I just think that's important for us just as believers that we are are intentional about that because after all it was pride that got Lucifer where he is now and so therefore we don't want pride to cause us to stumble or fall we always want to be intentional about giving God the glory and remembering that it is God who gave and it is God who can take away so I will, though, share an experience where I didn't give God the glory and how I allowed my ego to get in the way and how that changed my life. So my story comes when I was in my teenage years and I remember there was a song that I loved and would sing quite a bit it was called testify to love by avalon and i would sing that in my room i would play it over and over again i would imagine myself like on the podium at our church singing it but i thought i could never because of the fact that i was just so afraid of being in front of people but ironically one day the youth pastor came to me and said, Ruth, I would like for you to sing a song. And I just like looked at him like he had five heads because why would he ask me, of all people, to sing a song when we had many inside our choir who had beautiful voices and I didn't think I had a great voice at all. I for whatever reason agreed and told him like this was the song that I needed to sing. So I didn't have a whole lot of time to practice in front of them because of course I had already been singing this at home and so they were really nervous because the fact that I was terrified like petrified being up there on the stage and the idea that I'm going to be singing this come Sunday in front of the whole congregation. But lo and behold i managed to get up there and sing this song blew it out of the water everybody stood up and clapped i mean i did vocals i didn't even know that i had (laughs) i was just flabbergasted honestly to me that was such a proud moment i was just so shocked by the applause i had people coming up after church asking like how did i do that with my vocals like how did i practice for a long time like people were like i didn't know you had it in you i i didn't know i had it in me I really soaked up those praises. There was another girl actually just recently joined the church and she went to sing the next Sunday. After hearing her sing, I felt so deflated. Instead of her being happy with her, I got so bitter, almost hateful. Honestly, I was just so upset to the fact that she could sing better than me this spirit came over me the spirit of jealousy and i just was like oh who does she think she is how dare her try to outshine me and really got into my feelings into my emotions and allowed that to drive me it drove me as far as to say god if if you're going to allow this girl to outshine me then I don't want this voice. I don't want to be able to sing. You can take it. You can have it back. I said that like, oh my gosh, stupid teenage me. <laughs> I said that. And guess what? The next time I tried to sing, I was croaking like a frog. Like I could not get the vocals to do what they did the last time. There was less applause People were looking at me like what in the world what happened to you did you not practice like and i couldn't believe it i know people have said to me well you know maybe it was just all in your head because god won't take back a gift that he has given to you true but the thing is maybe it wasn't my gift to begin with i know this is gonna probably sound a little strange i don't know just bear with me here okay The Lord guided the youth minister to come to me and to ask me to sing. Now, I see that as the Lord knew I wanted to sing this song to give him glory. That's how it originally started. And even though I was nervous, but the Lord helped me get through it. And in fact, just completely blew these people away. And I was just like, wow, but in that of getting praise from them, I forgot who allowed me to sing the way that I did. That was God. And instead of forgiving the praise back to God, I soaked in that praise until it got me to a point where I was now cursing myself and saying like, I didn't want this. He could take it. He can have it. All this and that. And literally could not sing after that. (laughs) So when I think about that, and do I sing now? No, I, I make joyful noises. That's what I've come to call them. They're definitely not anything special. I just sing to where the Lord can tolerate my singing. And that's about it. When I think about that experience, I'm grateful because it has really taught me a lot. And it has definitely taught me the power of my words. It has taught me the gift of humility. And to be humble and, of course, to redirect glory where glory is due. Because as human beings, we were not created to be worshipped. We were created to worship the Creator. And that is my story for God's glory. Day six of the eighth and last week together, we are going to be reading our loose letter. I hear his whisper by Brian Simmons and Gretchen Rodriguez, be transformed by my love. The greatest treasure you will ever receive is my love. Drink deeply from this fountain. Let the cool waters of my love wash away every distraction and every temptation. Heaven is open for you to come and drink all that you desire. Come, my child. Be transformed by my love until all else becomes secondary. Live in this place of perfect love. The demands of the world are silenced by my love, every single thing weighing you down. Love brings peace and confident trust because it reveals my character. Love releases my mercy. It is a power that cannot be defeated. I have promised to transform you, to change you from the inside out until you look and sound like me, the person of love allow my love to work deeper and more thoroughly within you the change you long for will happen before your very eyes my love has power to subdue and to conquer what troubles you today i renew my promise i will transform you by my love i hope that you indeed were transformed not only by the story of Gideon, of hope, but by God's love for his people and how he sent Gideon, who thought that he was a nobody, to use him to save the Israelites from the Medians. I hope as you continue on your own life journey that you will remember that God loves you very much he loves you more than you can even imagine more than you will ever know in fact his love does not make any sense when we think that we shouldn't be loved because of what we may have said or did or the things that we did in our past or the things that we think about or do you only need to ask for forgiveness and just like that Yes, it's easy, just like that. God will transform you by His love. And His love will never, never run out for you. So I hope that you will continue in this life journey, that you will continue running the race, and that is your weekly encouragement. Hi friends, it's Ruthie here. Thank you so much again for taking another journey with me. I really appreciate it if you hung in there with the story of Gideon. I have thoroughly enjoyed the story of Gideon up until probably the last chapter. But it's okay because even though it didn't seem like a happy ending for me, I know that it will be a happy ending when we get to eternity. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. But in the meantime, I am being serious. God does love you very much. And don't allow anybody to say otherwise. He is our anchor, our hope. And we want to keep looking to him. Make him the king of your life. Give him the glory which is due. And you will continue to draw closer to him as he continues to draw closer to you. Thank you so much again for joining me on this journey of hope. I don't know what it looks like for the next few weeks or months. Or if God's going to have me go on another journey. He hasn't spoken to me about it. So I really don't know. But if he does, you know where to find me. Just meet back here and check in. Again, I appreciate you going on this journey with me. And I hope that you will continue to journey with God